the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's with the help of folks like yourself that Derek Greer Ministries can bring God's life-changing and impactful gospel to over 100,000 people around the world each week. As we begin the new year, we have a fresh opportunity to join together and help the hurting. Please consider partnering with Derek Greer Ministries to help spread God's message even further via radio, television, and the internet. Getting started is easy. Go to DerekGreer.com. That's DerekGreer.com and select the green donate button at the top right of the screen. Thank you and God bless. You were made to think big, do big, But tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow, yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello, we're so glad that you joined us today. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We believe that this teaching from God's Word will empower you to live a full, impactful life in Christ. As always, you can access this teaching and more for free on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. Let's get into the Word. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 16. Father, I pray that you illuminate hearts today. Father, I'm going to talk, but ultimately it's the Holy Spirit that imparts light and life to the hearer. So today we're leaning on you to do that, and we give you all the glory for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee. Judas had already committed suicide. He killed himself. So at this point, there were only 11 left. I want to tell you something. Everyone who starts with you will not necessarily finish with you. You know, on this journey, sometimes you will have to cry, but always forgive, constantly learn. But no matter what, keep moving in the right direction. I found in my life, if the person you must leave behind is really meant to be in your life, they'll catch up. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. The apostles had spent weeks in Jerusalem after the crucifixion of Jesus. And uh, the Bible actually says at one point when Jesus appeared, he came through the locked doors because they were hiding. These men, uh, were, were, I mean, this, 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 this was a traumatic experience to watch someone that you love so dearly be crucified guy that walked on water allowed people to hang him high and uh, uh, mock him and, and brutalize him. And they were afraid that what had happened to Jesus might happen to them next. And I can understand that. I mean, if they felt that way about Jesus, what might they do to their disciples? 
So they're, 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 they've gone, actually, they've, they've left Jerusalem and they've gone back to their home base in Galilee because Jesus had commanded them to do that. And this was going to mark the next phase of these 11 men's ministry before they add Matthias. You know, sometimes the path forward begins uh, with us taking a couple steps back. Um, you know, it takes time. Sometimes you, you got to recenter. Uh, how many of y'all use Google Maps ever? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're following a map, even though you're following the map, after a while, the map kind of gets all over the place. And you have to hit recenter to get that focus back. And even though you're on the right road, they were all on the right road, but they needed some time away to kind of recenter and, 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 and just get, get a, a grip on what the Lord was saying. Verse 17. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. I'm sure the eleven worshipped because they had seen Jesus several times in Jerusalem. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it was, it was, Thomas was like, you know, stick my, my, I want to stick my finger into your hand, into your side, and, and you know, it was indisputable. But many believe, many scholars believe that when they went uh, to Galilee, which was their home, which is outside of Jerusalem. Um, a larger group of disciples joined them for their homecoming. And that makes sense. They had followed Jesus. They had been healed and people, demons were cast out of people. So when they heard these 11 were coming back and they heard the news about what happened to Jesus, uh, they, they all came and they gathered around these disciples. And uh, this is probably what 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 16 was referring to when it says that Jesus appeared to more than 500 people at the same time. So this is probably that encounter. But watch this. But some doubted. As people began to experience this, some of them started to have a too-good-to-be-true type of feeling. You know, unfortunately, I can sympathize and identify with both types of worshipers, the ones who worship and the ones who doubted because sometimes I know for me I can overthink the obvious are there any others in this room that can sometimes overthink the obvious I get so busy thinking about the potential problems that don't even exist yet I can miss the moment but in the midst of this Jesus came and spoke to all of them the worshipers and the doubters Jesus is not intimidated by our questions bring them to him you know, there will always be doubts, but if you keep following Jesus, there will also be you proving every doubt wrong. So Jesus is speaking to this mixed crowd, but he doesn't back up. He's not impacted by the room, if you will. And he speaks up with an authority that's probably like when John heard his voice, it was like the voice of many waters. Uh, the voice of many waters is like a waterfall. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? I've been to Niagara Falls. The, the power and the intensity of the water is just, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing. And Jesus speaks. And he starts with all authority. Now, all is a God-sized word. It refers to the whole quantity with nothing outside of it. And in his next few statements, the few verses that we're going to read, 
we discover that the word all dominates every sentence. All authority, all nations, all things, and all ways. Only God can be so absolute. Matter of fact, the signature of God are absolute statements like whosoever will come. That includes everybody. Scientists understand gravity only because God created gravity and gravity is all over the earth only because God is the one that made it. But when it comes to people, at best, we're sometimey. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. It's for some people, not for other people. But Jesus says, watch this, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So Jesus's power is not just confined to heaven and the by and by. He said on heaven and on earth. How many of y'all living on earth? Yeah. We need someone with some power for the world in which we live. But this was a New Testament way of saying, thus saith the risen Lord. But what Jesus was about to say was so important, he had to punctuate it, kind of smack the disciples in the head by stating his rank before saying it. This would have been like the chairman of the joint chiefs reminding a private of his or her rank before giving the orders. So Jesus He's saying, I'm the Lord of all creation. I'm not just a prophet prophesying. Not just something bubbling up on the inside of me. Before Abraham was, I am. In the beginning was the word. The word was God and the word was with God. All authority has been given to me. And then he states this next word, go. When we were in the Commerce Center years ago now, more than a decade ago, the Lord spoke to my heart from this passage. He said, for you, boy, God talks to me that way. God's not at all impressed with me. He's never called me bishop, (laughs) doctor, or reverend. He said, the anointing for you is on the word go. My enablement, my grace, my favor will only be experienced as you step out in faith. Sometimes the miracle happens while you wait. But with the 10 lepers, The miracle only happened as they went. And sometimes the only available transportation into your next season, your next level is a leap of faith. He said, go therefore. Now, therefore connects the goal with what he previously said. Because I'm the one with all authority. Based on that authority, I'm telling you to what? Go. I'm not telling you to go because you're perfect. I'm not telling you to go because you got it all figured out. I'm not telling you to go because you've arrived. 
In fact, when you think about these 11 men that remained, Peter pulled Jesus aside and Jesus had to respond to Peter and say, get behind me, Satan. He called Jesus, he called Peter the devil. You remember John, he wanted to call down fire and kill the Samaritans. Jesus had to stop him. John was a killer. Yes, he was. We romanticized this guy. He was a killer. Actually, Jesus' nickname for John was, with his brother, was Sons of Thunder. Thomas had to see before he believed. I mentioned him. He said, unless I put my fingers into the print of your hand and put my hand into your side, I will not believe. And then you got Philip, who had been walking with God for years, but still didn't really quite know him. Jesus said, you've been with me so long, frustrated, Jesus was, and still you don't know me? They did not go because they were perfect. They went because the one with authority had sent them. You know, God's calling always requires action. But what you'll find is he calls collect. And you got to be willing to pick up the charges. Now, all the millennials and Gen Z, that went right over your head. You're like, what is a collect? What is a collect call? That's your mom and dad. Uh, you know. He said, go. Therefore, based on my authority, not your perfections, you don't have to be Mr. and Mrs. Wonderful to do what God tells you to do. Go, therefore, and make disciples. This is important. Jesus did not tell these apostles to go and gather large crowds. He didn't even tell them to build large congregations, although this often happens when you follow this command. He only commissioned them to do one thing, to make disciples. This command is so simple, you will need an advanced degree in theology to get confused about it. Go, therefore, based on my authority, not on your ability to orate, not on your uh, uh, ability to, to, to win friends and, and, and influence people. Go based on my authority and make what? Disciples. It's important. He didn't say make converts. He said make disciples. And what we're going to discover in verse 20 is that disciples are not spontaneously made at conversion. Disciples are only created through the ministry of God's word and our acts of obedience over time. And this is why I stay so close to the word every week, because the power is not in my personality. The power is in the word of the living God. And if you align yourself and arrange yourself under the authority of God's word, the authority and the power of the universe underlies and, and supports and gets behind your life. Implied, at least in the English word disciple, is guess what word? Discipline. 
You see, my assignment is not to raise up Jesus sympathizers. It's not even just to raise up some Jesus supporters, but to raise up people who allow God's word to shape and bring much discipline to their life and their life choices. John 15, 1, Jesus said, my father is the husbandman. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches, but my father is the husbandman. Meaning, I'm where life comes from and, and you got to stay connected to me. But it's not just about you being connected to me for salvation. It's also you allowing the father to discipline. Because it said, the father uh, cuts off branches in me first that bear no fruit, and then um, those that, that do bear fruit, fruit, he cuts them back so they can bear more fruit. And what happens is often the first cut in our life, we run away from God, we run away from the vine. Say, God, I thought I loved you, or you loved me, but the reality is like I love you too much to let you stay the way you are. I see more in you, I see better in you. And for that reason, I cut back. Have you ever seen a prune tree? I wish I, I had the, 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 the wisdom to, to put one up there. They are pitiful, miserable-looking trees. Um, it's, it looks like someone did not like that tree. If you've ever gone through the prune, pruning process, it will look like nobody loves me. God is not for me. I mean, he will cut you back. But the goal is not that season. Pay attention to what I'm saying. In that season, you look silly. In that season, you look ridiculous. In that season, you don't compare to the other trees. But the next season, you hear what I'm saying? Your leaves are fuller, greener. Your fruit is fresher. But you got to go through the discipline process to get to the place of more fruit. So you will have seasons of setback. But it's only God set up for much more fruit to come. But you got to hang in in the seasons of discipline. You got to hang in the seasons of chastisement. You got to let God be a father. Now, I need to be careful about saying these types of things because I don't want anyone to go to jail. I don't want social services to take your children. But I grew up in an age where parents could spank their babies and spank their children. I'm not telling you to do that. Today, you got to be creative. Take their phone. That might be worse than the spanking. But part of being loved was being disciplined by your parents. And if God is our father and he loves us, we must let God's word discipline and arrange our life. Because of my father, there were things I did not do. Things I wanted to do. Things people were pulling me to do. But because it might get back to mom and dad, I did not. Even in college, there were things I wanted to do. And I was pushing the envelope there, but there were things I wanted. But still, mom and dad, I'd have to look them in the eye and in the face. And because of them, there were certain parameters in my life. And because of my father in heaven, there are certain parameters in my life. I put myself under a greater level of discipline because I'll answer to the one who loves me.
and created me and has both a heaven and hell to put me into if he needs to. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. The Greek there is ethnos, where we get the word ethnic. He was literally saying, make disciples of every ethnic group. I am so delighted that there's such an assortment of ethnicities, ethnicities, forgive me, here at Grace Church. It's a fulfillment of Christ's vision. You see, different hues, different shades, different, I mean, all over the planet. You know, we, we, we make each other look better. When we're around, he said, we bring out the best. You see, in Jesus' ministry, he was limited because he had an assignment to go to the cross and first to the, the children of God, the children of Israel. So Jesus very rarely went to the Gentiles. But after the resurrection, going to the Gentiles would actually become the norm for the church. We may be from different ethnicities, but like Rosa Parks said, I believe there's only one race. The human race. And if you're human, you're my brother, you're my sister. Baptizing them. So make these disciples, all these different groups. But the first step to discipleship is baptism. And baptism is one of those things we do at first and understand later. Yeah. I mean, we do classes and all that, but you don't get it yet. What would happen in the book of Acts, you'll see that they gave their lives to Jesus and they were baptized the same day. Because this is how faith operates. You see, when it comes to baptism, the power is not the water. It's in our obedience to do as Jesus commanded. Over 24 years ago, um, God called me and, 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 and told me to leave everything I knew, basically, to start this church. But it was only really a few years ago that it started to really make any sense. Because the issue was not about would I be successful, but boy, would you obey me? I am Lord. I am your master. I am your trainer and your developer. I know when things are ready and when they're not. Baptizing them in the name. Notice the name here is not plural. It's singular, not names, but name. And what Jesus is doing here, he's underscoring the absolute unity between the three. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If Jesus was not co-equal with the Father and Holy Spirit, this statement would have been blasphemous. Imagine if I came up here one Sunday and used my name alongside other humans like Nelson Mandela, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Winston Churchill, uh, uh, Martin Luther King. You think, you out of your mind. But Jesus had complete comfort sandwiching his name, not between the names of other men, but between the name of the Father 
and the Holy Spirit. Jesus was either the most arrogant man to ever walk the face of the earth or he was the son of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then he said, teaching them. Not just motivating, which is good. Not just encouraging, which is good. Not just exciting. We all need excitement, which is good. But it says, teaching them. So it's line upon line that we become disciples. But then watch or listen here to, it's not really a caveat, but to the qualifying things we're to teach. Teaching them to observe, watch this, all things. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Join us next time as we continue this teaching. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Are you a Christian leader, entrepreneur, or lifelong learner seeking to unlock your leadership potential? Dr. Derek Greer's Renaissance Leadership Network provides you with biblical principles and practical life lessons from top leaders, influencers, and experts across the world. It's time to remove limitations and start seeing world-class, measurable results in your ministry, business, or otherwise. Go to rlnleadership.com and register for our next free monthly leadership session. That's rlnleadership.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.